Welcome to Joyful Eating for PCOS and Gut Health, ultimate podcast to learn how to find relief from hormonal and digestive pains while preserving the pleasure of eating. You'll learn from your host, Trista Chan, a registered dietitian and founder of The Good Life Dietitian, along with guest experts on how to understand your health through science and mind-body connection, which diet trends to ignore and explore, all with an accessible and inclusive lens. So let's get started. Okay, so today is going to be extra exciting because I'm joined by Christine Morgan, one of our registered dietitians at The Good Life Dietitian. Christine helps moms and babies navigate the first few years, supporting the healthy development of families. She believes in empowering women to feel confident in their everyday habits, using evidence-based care to help clients foster a healthy relationship with food, body, and mind. Christine has completed her undergraduate degree in nutrition, Master of Science in Nutrition, Physical Activity, and Public Health, plus she holds a professional master's diploma in dietetics. Today, Christine and I are going to chat about her journey in prenatal care and PCOS, what to pay attention to if you're pregnant and have PCOS, and yes, we shall chat about gestational diabetes because we know that's on your mind, and she'll provide practical tips towards a healthy and happy pregnancy. Christine, feel free to say hey to the audience. Hi, everyone. Nice to virtually meet you all. (laughs) So I like to start off by asking my guests to share a win of the week, however small it is. I'm a huge fan of celebrating small wins. So what's been a higher point for you over the last week? So last week, I got to do my nails finally after a long time, and I made a homemade steak that was so delicious for the first time as well. Oh, I love that, especially something so small, like just getting your nails done. It just like elevates the whole week, right? And it just feels so, so good. Yeah, much needed. (laughs) For sure. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background in dietetics, your philosophy of practice when it comes to working with both women and families? Yeah, so initially I started off with a bachelor's degree in health sciences and then I went abroad to England for a year to pursue a master's degree in public health. And so luckily this public health program also had a component of nutrition and physical activity in it. And then so the more I took the nutrition courses in the program or worked with the NHS, which is the healthcare system in England, the more I really loved it and I became to notice my passion towards nutrition. So I decided when I want to come back home, which I did, I decided to pursue a degree in nutrition that would qualify me to become a registered dietitian. And so I went to Western to get a bachelor's degree in dietetics. And then I accepted an internship spot at St. Michael's Hospital because I wanted to gain like more practical clinical experience after being exposed to academia for a long time. And so my love for family, women, and Pete's nutrition began in my nutrition undergrad at Western, where I was determined and sure that this is the area in dietetics where I really wanted to devote myself in. And my professor for nutrition through the life cycle, followed by my family health team preceptor in internship, actually played a huge role for, for my love and passion in this area. And so I developed over that short period of time, I really developed a philosophy of practice, which is ensuring all women feel in control of their health 
with the right evidence-based tools uh, that are provided to them to take care of themselves and their families when they're like navigating uh, nutrition, the nutrition world that can often be intimidating and jam-packed with information. So that is really the philosophy I like to work with. And I love that because you pull from such a diverse amount of both educational and practical experience. So with that being said, you probably have come across a lot of myths now that you've worked for a while in family nutrition, female health, PCOS, and prenatal health. So I'm curious, what are the biggest myths surrounding prenatal nutrition, aka nutrition when you're pregnant, for people who have PCOS? Yeah, there's actually two very common ones I hear often. Uh, So the first one is women with PCOS cannot get pregnant, which is so not true. With the right care and the right healthy lifestyle and working with different healthcare practitioners, that's definitely possible. Mm -hmm. And the second one, PCOS only affects women of reproductive age. Actually, it also affects women during their teenage and in menopause as well. Yeah, and it's so unfortunate, actually, that all the time as well, like so many patients of mine have been struggling and living with conditions, and I'm sure you see this in your practice as well, and have been told, oh, come back when you want to get pregnant, or they've been told that you're probably never going to get pregnant. Yeah, definitely. It's very eye-opening the more you, like, you know, put yourself in professional development and learn more about it it's you learn so much so it's it's really a very eye-opening area and when people do get pregnant people with pcos do get pregnant and have a full-term pregnancy and are able to grow their families and live healthy and thrive there is that factor around gestational diabetes and as the listener if you do not know having pcos does increase the risk for gestational diabetes, which is essentially diabetes when you are pregnant. So you must come across this a lot in practice, Christine. So how do you support your patients in navigating gestational diabetes in what may be a really, you know, vulnerable and transformative time in their lives? Yeah, so I've come uh, across it uh, quite a lot in my practice in the Good Life Dietitian. And what I usually do is I usually like to start explaining to my patients the why. So why their blood sugars might be high or they might be low at a certain time of the day. And so once I review their blood sugar logs throughout the day for a few days, it's important for me as a clinician to understand like their favorite culture foods, their patterns and their lifestyle to support them in making small, smart changes within their current lifestyle and comfort zone. And that's to help them uh, stabilize their blood sugars and feel more in control. And then so I find this is the best approach as it can already be overwhelming when someone is newly diagnosed with gestational diabetes. And so when they understand the root cause, their body and the physiology better, as well as when they have the tools and the knowledge to control it better, they can easily achieve a long-term sustainable results with their blood sugars. I also have an open door policy where I love wholeheartedly supporting my patients by answering my patients' questions and emails. And that's why they feel more supported. Awesome. And I love that. And it sounds like you really aim to, you know, meet your patients 
where they're at, right? While also providing evidence-based nutrition care. Because if you're listening, and as you know, the internet's a wild, wild west, right? And there's so much like fear-mongering around PCOS, and particularly at a time like pregnancy, it can be very dangerous to actually follow a lot of those fad diets and myths online. But I love starting off with that why and and really adapting it to their personalized life. 100%, yeah. So what's one piece of nutrition advice that you would give to someone with PCOS who is either planning for pregnancy and they're hoping to grow their family or is already pregnant? Oh, there's so many, but I'll try to keep it short. So (laughs) there's a few things I would like to mention. So first, taking a prenatal supplement that has all the vitamins and minerals three months prior to getting pregnant is very important just to prepare your body for pregnancy. And another advice I would give would definitely, if you have PCS and planning for pregnancy, is to speak to your doctor and see if taking supplements that promote fertility, such as fish oil or vitamin D or berberine or inosol would be appropriate for you, especially vitamin D, uh, 1,000 units once daily. I think whether you're pregnant or planning to be pregnant, this is an important supplement to be consistent with, as well as try to stay active as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And lastly, for patients who have a high visceral body fat percentage, losing even about 5 to 10% of body weight is shown to help regularize periods and ovulation, which increases the chances of getting pregnant. Awesome. And all very practical evidence-based tips, right, that you can start today. Well, thank you so much, Christine. It was such a huge pleasure to chat with you. And thank you for sharing your knowledge and your expertise and your approach when it comes to working with prenatal or fertility-seeking patients with PCOS. So where can the audience find more out more about you and the work that you do? Yeah, so if you're looking for a private practice dietitian that specializes in family and women's health, you can find more about me through the goodlifedietitian.practice better website. I also work in hospital setting part-time and support many patients in the ICU as well. Very, very diverse, interesting experiences. And I'm sure that just makes you a, a stronger clinician and practitioner overall. So I'll be linking Christine's booking link if you are interested in working with her one-on-one through her nutrition coaching programs, right? And you can reach out to her for more support. And I'll also be linking a free hormone and gut health toolkit that you can download and get started with quick small tips today through the link as well. So thank you so much for tuning in and thank you, Christine, for joining our podcast today. Thank you, Krista, for having me. It's such a pleasure. Yes, it's a pleasure as well. And if you're a supporter of the podcast, if you find it valuable, right, don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate below. It's a great way to help promote the growth of the podcast so we can reach more listeners. See you next time.